24 hours removed from the better lucky than good moment that moved the Cardinals to 2-0 and through two weeks of the 2021 NFL season. What are the takeaways? We've calmed down. Let's talk about it. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, when you say rise up Red Sea this time, it has to do with my nose. Welcome to the second installment of Alex's Allergies. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, Bo, listen, we've had a lot of fun over the last 24 hours texting, watching, tweeting, reacting to the craziness that ensued on Sunday at State Farm Stadium between the Minnesota Vikings and Arizona Cardinals. We've taken a breath. This is kind of what we do. We do our podcast for Monday immediately after Sunday's contest. And then we take 24 hours and kind of collect our thoughts and uh, and move forward. There's some interesting numbers coming out. Patrick Peterson, Kyler Murray, when Kyler Murray targeted Patrick Peterson, uh, our boy Kyle Odegaard had a very interesting tweet we'll talk about in the second segment. There are seven 2-0 teams left in the NFL. Where do the Cardinals rank? But first, Bo, let's just recap what happened yesterday. Okay? So I don't know if you remember, but um, the Cardinals won due to a missed field goal at the end of the game. Okay? Cardinals are now 2-0. and They're tied for first in the NFC West. Is there anything that we missed yesterday that's kind of come to light, positive or negative? Or do you think we pretty much covered everything yesterday and we're ready to move forward and look towards Jacksonville? There's one thing that I want to emphasize, I think, from our broadcast on Sunday is that this offense now, 38 points, 34 points, uh, it's looking a lot like the offense that we envisioned when the Arizona Cardinals drafted Kyler Murray, hired Cliff Kingsbury, not in that order, obviously, and then they brought over DeAndre Hopkins in a head-scratching deal from the Houston Texans. I mean, that's what you were thinking about. It's 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 look like that, and uh, they got to keep it going. I mean, that's going to be probably you know a lot of what we're going to look at each and every week for the Arizona Cardinals to be successful. It has to hinge on this offense producing like it should, and it has so far through two games. Sure, it hasn't been perfect. You had the Kyler Murray interception, the pick six. You had the pick to open up the second half in the week o- in the season opener, but. Outside of those plays, this offense has been an unstoppable force. Yeah, and what we saw Sunday was something that we've wanted to see pretty much in perpetuity since you, you know Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray came on board was the offense bailing out the defense. When the offense can bail out the defense and not vice versa, it is a much better world to live in, especially with the team as currently constructed. Locked on NFL and the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast relaunches September 20th with brand new host Eric Crocker bringing the player scouting Ryan Tracy brings the analytics. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. So, yeah, I mean, Rondell Moore's second-round pick shined. Okay, that is going to add a completely different element to this to this offense where it's going to keep defenses honest. And we didn't get a whole lot from the run game. I mean, it was a little bit over 100 yards. But the offense, even though some of the biggest plays were on broken down plays, it just looked like it was humming at a different level when it was working. And obviously with Kyler Murray on the controls, it's like seriously, the the roof is non-existent when it comes to this offense. 
Because you're right, but right. they're putting up points. And sure, Tennessee's a porous defense. They gave up another 30 points to Seattle uh, through three and a half quarters on Sunday. Like, Minnesota's defense, pretty good. I mean, it's not terrible. It's middle of the rung. So, I mean, when you can put up this many points against that defense, it just shows consistently like we were looking for. And we, they should be able to roll through Jacksonville as well coming up on Sunday. Yeah, and we're going to get into it later this week. You know, is that a, the the word trap game? Is it is it a trap game coming up for the Arizona Cardinals? That's going to be something you're going to hear at nauseum after a two and zero start and a surprising two and zero start after the way things ended on Sunday. But yeah, I, I think you made a good point. The defense, though, and we pointed this out incorrectly uh, down the stretch as far as the defense and how many points it surrendered in the second half because of that pick six. Uh, the defense right. actually just, they just surrendered three points. One of our one of our viewers pointed that on on YouTube. So the defense rebounded after giving up the the three scores early in that contest. You know they have the missed PAT and then they have the field goal at the end of the half. The Vikings do, and then other than that, they were pretty quiet. So this defense actually, you know, it, it wasn't as loud as far as getting six sacks. It only had one sack on the entire afternoon. But they did make enough plays. They made a lot more plays in forcing more third downs and getting the Vikings offense off the field, which was necessary to let this Cardinals offense get back on the field and just do work. Yeah. And I mean, on the other side, on, on the defense, you know, like, oh, as you mentioned, like, is, this, is that Vance Joseph or is that just Minnesota being Minnesota? That happens all the time with Minnesota. Like, they look like one of the, and we talked about this before Sunday. Like, Kirk can put up some points. And sure, the first yeah. play was broken down, and then Marco Wilson fell down on the second touchdown catch with Adam Thielen. But you can see the potency of that offense in full effect in the first half, as you mentioned. And then sometimes they just go stagnant because that's what Kirk Cousins does. So, like, I don't know. I don't if it's a mixture of the two. Great halftime adjustments are fine. You like to see adjustments earlier so the defense doesn't have to, so the offense doesn't have to bail them out the way they did. But. You take the W, it's a home win. It's the first time in front of the home crowd, even though sweet mother early on, false start penalties because of the defense because of the Minnesota Vikings fans screaming before the Cardinals hike the ball. I mean, it's just it's a thing that's gonna need some work with there's a rabid fan base here in Arizona, but State Farm Stadium is a favorite location for other teams to go watch a game. It's Arizona, it's warm outside. Um but we yeah we definitely heard the Skull Nation uh, on Sunday. I mean, in pretty good numbers. Yeah, and they did a better job against Dalvin Cook, and that's that's so probably you know that's that's the defensive line, that's that front seven, that's tackling, and they they did a better job. Dalvin Cook obviously got hurt in that game as well, so you didn't have him all the way down the stretch as much as I'm sure Mike Zimmer wanted. But uh, you know the defense, it, it was it, it rebounded. It wasn't you know obviously it bent. And it didn't break because of Greg Joseph and his in his miss. And by the way, the Vikings broadcast so good. If you haven't heard it, find it on, on social media. You can find we'll retweet it at Lockdown AZ Cards. I think we already have. Uh, the Vikings broadcast team thought Greg Joseph made the kick, and then quickly found out. Oh no, no, he didn't. What have we done? <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? Alex Clancy, Bullbrock, Locked On Cardinals. Please go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, like. Our numbers are just go. Thank you. To, just thanks for hanging out with us. We did the pregame show. We're not sure if we'll do that every week, but we will be doing the halftime show. Thank you to everybody who watches, asks us questions as we're reacting in real time to the first half of football. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Subscribe wherever you find your podcast for the audio only version. Coming up next, Patrick Peterson. We can finally stop talking about this guy. 
Uh, and this is going to be a nice little salt in the wound to shift away from this conversation, hopefully for the end of the se- until the end of the season. Alex Nancy Bo, Brock Locked on Cardinals. We'll be right back. Uh, yeah. Bo. Yeah, you, you thought it was bad for P2, and we're going to tell you it's actually even worse for P3. Yeah, betonline.ag. We've already got an early spread for the Jacksonville Jaguars road game for the Arizona Cardinals and the Jags. Uh, seven and a half point home dogs. Seven and a half point home dogs. And man, you thought you were going to get away from another large total for the Arizona Cardinals? Nope. 52. 52 right out of the gates. That's a lot of points. I don't know if Jacksonville can put that many points up but if you're feeling frisky bet online's your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season new updated site new interface it's so easy to use even more odds props contests betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football head to the website use your cell sign up today receive 100 percent welcome bonus that's 100 percent welcome bonus double your initial deposit just by signing up don't forget to use the promo code nfl one Zero zero NFL 100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 NFL season. Bet online, your fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It's your online sports book experts. Second segment locked on Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. You can check him out solo locked on NFL Mondays. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good show. I don't know why you're not as good with me um but uh you know at least at least we're getting the pub on mondays and i'm now the new co-host with tyler Rowland from locked on titans on thursday we're the only two same podcast hosts that are you know co-hosting different shows on the locked on nfl national show so that's fun really appreciate everybody that listens the comments everything go subscribe to our youtube channel um we're trying to grow the hell out of this thing man we're just going to show up here every day agree disagree argue on twitter um it's a lot of fun and it's it, listen. This is like it, I joke somewhat. Me, Arizona Cardinals media members need this too. You know, <laughs> like I, I think of guys like that have been around forever, like Ken Summers and Bob McManaman, and uh, you know Josh Weinfuss, who's a, a, I, I love. You know, he's one of my good friends, and uh, he's a good friend of the uh, of the podcast. They deserve some positive things to talk about, also. And we saw some stuff early last year didn't work out so well towards the tail end of the season, but this has been a magical start for the first two weeks. I mean, regardless of how it's happened, it's nothing short of exciting, at least, right? I mean, it's just... That's exactly what it is. I mean, that game, as you mentioned, it felt like it was 12 and a half hours long. (laughs) And there was was no break. You didn't didn't have a time... You didn't even have, like, a few seconds to turn your head and take a sip from your favorite beverage. Like, at all. It was just... It was nonstop action. And uh, the Arizona Cardinals, obviously, it was not... It was by far not even close... To a perfect game and uh you know they got to go back to the drawing board and they've got to avoid you know a, another s- potential slip up and, and this one would be would be devastating it, it would be devastating and, and you know i don't want to play you know the what if game but you know they'd be one and one and they, right now we would be having a very different podcast yeah. if they lost that game which they they should have lost that game they 100%. now i to say no, no, of course not. And but you are talking about you know things that aren't perfect. We can talk about one thing that is. It was Kyler Murray's passer rating when targeting Patrick Peterson as he posing corner. Uh, Cal Odegaard used to cover uh, the Arizona Cardinals for the Arizona Cardinals.com, easycardinals.com. Uh, he's elsewhere now. His tweet was 
Vikings cornerback Patrick Peterson allowed four catches for 98 yards and two touchdowns against the Cardinals per pro football focus. Kyler Murray had a perfect passer rating of 158.3 when throwing toward him. That's great. That's not something that is so crazy that it's out of the realm of, you know, possible normalcy, you know, regarding thought process, but it just begs the question for me, and this isn't putting, you know, wet blanket on anything. Why was DeAndre Hopkins not targeted in the second half? And especially, Bo, especially on that goal and go drive, they give him the field goal to put them up. It's DeAndre Hopkins versus Patrick Peterson inside the 10-yard line. What are we doing here? Yeah, Throw the ball it, to the kid. If Patrick Peterson intercepts Kyler Murray, you take it. You take it. You're going to throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins no matter what. Aaron Rodgers would have thrown the ball to Devontae Adams three times in the red zone. And Aaron Jones fans, Aaron Jones fantasy football fans would be beside themselves. But that's what they do. They get the ball in the hands of their best receiver as much as possible. Or at least try. At least throw it to him. I, look, I agree. I, I, I think that Kyler also was in a, in a rhythm getting the ball to his other playmakers. I mean, Rondell Moore had an incredible performance against the Vikings going up over 100 yards. He had the big 77-yard touchdown. Um, and, and you just had you had a big play from Christian Kirk. You had a big play, a touchdown from A.J. Green, and he was just getting everybody involved. And, uh, you know, I don't disc I don't, – I'm not going to, you know, get after Kyler Murray for not throwing in bracketed coverage potentially. You know, getting – you know, I'm sure they, after that – the big four catches and 54 yards and a score from DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Zimmer is like, okay, anybody else, anybody else. And I, I'm not going to come after Kyler Murray for not doing that. Um, maybe they, uh, you know, maybe they should have challenged Patrick Peterson. Maybe he was the guy getting help. I'll have to look, relook at the film, but you know, I agree. I mean, if, especially in a game that's decided by one point and there's, and there's, you know, potential to get in the end zone Instead of kick the field goal, uh, you have to take your shots with your star player. Right. And and I completely understand. I completely understand using, using him as a decoy sometimes. Because you know he is he is going to garner that that safety over the top spying him. I get that 100 percent But if you see one-on-one coverage, it's hard to spy somebody inside the five-yard line. You throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. Run five yards, turn around, I'm gonna throw you the ball. Like I don't I it's I don't know the ins and outs of every offensive scheme that's ever existed, but I do know run there, turn around, throw me the ball. I'm better than the guy defending me. And 99% of the time, that's DeAndre Hopkins. Now, you, the only argument would be Jalen Ramsey, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about a 31-year-old aging guy who wasn't worth a contract for the Cardinals, who took the yeah. money elsewhere. Throw him the damn ball. It's really going to be interesting to see that matchup. Ramsey and Hopkins oh, sure. with, with these other guys emerging in Kyler Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray in this two-game stretch to start the season is his best stretch of football in his career. It's a young career, absolutely. You're like, yeah, no, no crap. But nine total touchdowns. He had a he had a run where he had eight total touchdowns between I think the the Dolphins game and the Bills game. Uh, but I mean, that's how special this. He, he's had a great career. He had 37 total touchdowns last year. He has nine in two yeah. games. That's 25 percent. It's unreal. It's yeah. unreal what he's doing. Uh, we'll see what you know. Urban Meyer and his his crack staff down there in Jacksonville will do to combat that. But I can't imagine they've got you know enough enough in the tank to get it done. But I, I don't know. I, it, it's it's certainly you've had your good mix of DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, the guy's got three touchdowns through two games, and then you ha- also have the ability to, to get other guys involved. 
Uh, I think that what what the Arizona Cardinals are really just kind of lacking right now as far as the offensive side of the football, you know, week one, it was there, the run game, but week two, it wasn't. And to be able to salt that game away against the, an offense that you really had the feeling, at least I did, I'm sure Alex did, that if they got the ball one more chance, they, they were going to be in a position to win the game. You got to be better in that situation. But And that's that's like really the biggest strike against Cliff Kingsbury in his play calling through two games is that that last drive for that the Arizona Cardinals offense. Yeah, 31 seconds. Took 31 yeah. seconds. You know, We've seen that way too often. We've yeah. seen it way too often. And yeah. I, I think Kyler, I, I saw somewhere on Twitter, and I need to double check. I mean, I'm going to paraphrase here that he didn't really know what was going on that last drive. I think it was Darren Urban that tweeted it out. Uh, something like, it's just like, that is, there's a couple themes that we're seeing. And yes, they're winning games. Okay. It's penalties early on in games. It's coming out in the second half and not performing. It's DeAndre Hopkins getting underutilized. And it's not being able to have a sustained drive when you absolutely need it. They needed two first downs and they win that game. And they couldn't get any. So Kyler runs out of bounds on the first play. Okay. Right. Instead of sliding inbounds, incomplete, incomplete punt. That's it. And then the, the game is completely out of your hands. What you want is to be kicking that last field goal or having the having the ball with one second left and just being able to run the clock out in victory formation. It's well, like you have to strain to win games here. You can't get first downs when you need it. Let me ask you this, though. I mean, they, they've gotten first downs for the most part in two games, and this offense has, has produced, as I said, 38, 34 points. Yeah. It's its best stretch, really, under the Cliff Kingsbury, uh, you know, play calling. Regime, yeah. Regime, sure, his era. Um, so... But I see the tweet from at Clancy's corner before they go out to drive, and there's what, what and I'll paraphrase here because I don't have it up. Is basically win this game, put this yeah. game away. It, I I didn't read that as, and this was with no context talking to you. I read that as you you even wanted them to be aggressive enough to just go out there and get a first down any way they can, and that includes putting the ball up. Am I wrong? No. Okay. No. I mean, you know that Kyler Murray, yes, he's made a couple of bad decisions. And if you're going to throw the ball 40 times a game, you're going to throw some picks. Defenses are good in the league. Okay, that pick six was just didn't see the linebacker, and it was unfortunate there was nobody that could tackle him. But listen, Kyler is very smart with the football. Okay, he's got a he's, rookie, he, he has the rookie record for most pass attempts with 212 without a throwing a pick. Joe yeah. Burrow was at like 199 and then he immediately threw like three picks on three, yeah. three possessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yesterday uh, or Sunday. So you have to trust that he is not going to try to fit a ball in between two defenders. I would roll him out, just run the same offense. You can't just run the ball up the gut and expect to get 10 yards. Yeah. You just can't do it. And then it's, it's like, oh, it's second and 10. It was like second and 12, I think, second and eight, whatever it was. It's like, Obviously, it's a passing down now, or you're going to run it up the gut. Why not play action, throw the ball in the first in first down? Just do something different and expect Kyler Murray not to make a mistake because you put the ball in his hands the other 58 minutes. Why take it out of his hands at the end of the game? It's really interesting, and I brought this up a couple shows ago. Is like, does this Cliff Kingsbury does he suffer from test anxiety? And like, and obviously not true test, but this is his test anxiety when, when the game is on the line. Because I think you know we'd have to look at the statistics overall and see how he does in these situations. But they stand out in my mind that he hasn't risen to the occasion and he hasn't been the, the play caller that you need in those moments. And that's part of the maturation between coach and quarterback 
And they've got to take the step in the right direction for this season to go where the Cardinals want to go. Because right now, you're 0 for 1. But look, you can luckily say that without having to, having to suffer a loss. They, they were able to kind of pull one out of their behind, and they're 2-0, and and you'll take that over anything. Alex Clancy, Bullbrock, Locked on Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. There are seven teams that remain undefeated in the NFL. Where do the Cardinals rank amongst them? We'll talk about that next, Locked on Cardinals. But first, rockauto, rockauto.com. Um, when I have my nose about to explode, I don't want to go in public. I'm already dealing with this, with allergies as it is. The wind is not my friend right now in Phoenix, so I go to rockauto.com. I just hit the search box, search for what I want, tail lamps, carpet, paint, whatever, and it's got me there. Make and model, boom. You're, you're good to go. Delivery, you don't got to worry about anything. Everything is coming to you. You don't have to go to a chain store for this, I mentioned. You're not going to get upcharged. You're not going to have to ask anybody any questions because you have everything at your fingertips at rockauto.com. They're a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. Their prices are reliably low, You know whether it's for your daily driver or your, your weekend convertible. Um, I really want a Corvette Stingray. I think I've decided. That's a car that I want. Like one from Rush Hour. You know, the old school okay. one. Not, not the new ones that are probably $200,000. Go to rockauto.com. Write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. But what else can you do from home? Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to be doing a whole lot more rockauto.com reads if you want to buy that car. I'll tell you what you can do. You can watch it on the actual movie Rush Hour that you mentioned, and then also watch your game live. You can watch an on-demand movie and watch a live game because DirecTV Stream brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. You don't have to sign up and just like, I don't need no blood sample, no nothing that cable companies make you do. So stop waiting. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more. DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. All right, final segment, Locked on Cardinals. This is going to be a fun one. Follow him at Bob Rock. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Likes, smash the like button. Smash Please it. comment. You know, just, yeah, that sounded like uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Card. So there's seven, uh, seven teams that remain undefeated. Five of them are in the NFC. With what happened with Kansas City and Baltimore last night, through two weeks, 11 of the 16 teams in the AFC are one and one. Like, just be happy that there's a little bit more separation in the NFC than there is in the AFC from, from good to bad teams. You're going to find the Cardinals right in the middle of it. So, Bo, here's the list. Or do we have a graphic for that? Here. There you Boom. go. Okay. Bucks, Cardinals, Rams, Raiders, Carolina, San Francisco, and Denver. Let's go from seven to one. Where would you put the seventh strongest team, the least strong team of the seven? Mm -hmm. Where do you put them in? Who do you put at number seven? Carolina Panthers. Yeah. I mean, I would put Denver there because I trust Matt Rule and what he's built with that defense with kind of Jeremy Chin as the as the heartbeat and Christian McCaffrey is still an absolute monster. Sam Darnold just thrown for over 300 yards in the first two weeks. So I would put Denver there. Who do you put six? I would put the Denver Broncos. That's my sixth team. I would put 
Oakland there. Well, they don't exist, so you can't put them there. It's Las well, Vegas. I mean, I mean, I mean, are you going to the mall later? Is what I meant. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I would put the Las Vegas Raiders at six okay. because I mean, of their they beaten. Look who they've beaten though. They beat the Ravens, and then they they've handled easily the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger is has a walking cane when he's playing, <laughs> and then the Ravens. That was one of the like the like both teams should have won that game three times. Like that was such a fluky game, and I don't know. And Derek Carr was was a little hobbled, so I put them at I put them at at uh, six. This is not a hot take, though. When when you look at the undefeated teams, I mean, outside of Tom Brady, uh, Derek and, and Kyler Murray, Derek Carr is the third best quarterback of all. Oh, Alan Sta- sorry, Stafford. Sorry, Matthew Stafford. He's a little yeah. bit better, than, but he's a little bit better than Derek Carr, in my opinion. It's not great. It's like if if Derek Carr was traded to the Rams this offseason, like people would have fallen in love with that trade as well. Yeah, probably. That's probably fair. Um, San Francisco, everybody's hurt already. All of yeah. their running backs are hurt. All yeah. of them. All of them. So Elijah, uh, you know, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, so Jermichael Hasey's hurt. Trey Williams, yeah. Trey Sermon got hurt. Um, yeah. And, Mozart's you know, yeah. yep. Daryl Henderson's hurt. So it's like, I, I think that you put, I would put the Cardinals ahead of San Francisco. Oh, yeah. I, would I mean, it, you know, like if they were fully healthy, if Raheem Mostert was healthy, and you know he was balling out like he was last year. They had like 150 to 180 whatever yards they have out of the backfield. That's a deafening backfield when it's healthy, you know, because they just have good run schemes. But I, I would put the Cardinals at three. I still put the Rams ahead of them because the Cardinals haven't beat them. And then TB12, you got to put it first, right? Are you putting yeah. the Are you putting the Rams behind the Cardinals right now? Um, it's tough, man. I, I would say no, just because of the way that the card the Cardinals got got lucky as far as the, yeah. their win in the in the Rams. It was tough down the down the stretch against the Colts, but they 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 won that game outright. It didn't come down to a guy missing a kick. So I'll give the edge right now to the Rams. I'm not going to change, you know, pivot. The two teams have the same record, and I had the Rams ahead of the Cardinals to start the season. So uh, I'm just being transparent there, and I think the Arizona Cardinals can certainly catch up. And I think that they have more talent, you know, across their roster. They've just got to put it together. Um, but I completely agree with the San Francisco thing. Like I, you know. And I'm not saying that anybody's string for injuries, but Kyle Shanahan's probably like, okay, I, I can get another year where I get a, another pass uh, for not performing as 49ers head coach. But they're two and zero. They're two and zero. Yeah. Um, it'll be really interesting to see because you're looking at all these defenses that are giving up a lot of points. Like Tampa Bay gave up 25 points to to uh, uh, Atlanta, and they gave up a bunch of points in Week One also to Dallas. So. Like even though they're really good defenses, good yeah. offenses are still reigning supreme, and it puts the Cardinals in a pretty good spot. That'll do it for us, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Oh, do you have anything I'm more, already, please? I'm I'm already calling it. I mean, and it's it's probably more legit this week. But Tom Brady's going to get the NFC Player of the Week over Kyler Murray with five touchdowns. Yeah, five touchdowns for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fair. Um, and then Kyler's going to get it. You know. As a as a glad you know as a just a handoff when he doesn't deserve it one week, uh, Alex Nancy Bob Rock locked on Cardinals. Thank you to everybody who listens. We will talk to you tomorrow.